Backers got backers, I'm backers, I'm riding around in a coupe. Cool. I take your bitch right from you. You, bitch, I'm a dog. Roof. Beat down her walls, loose. Hey. Hop in the floor, woo. I tell that bitch to come, come for me. Come for me. I swear these niggas is under me. Hey. They hating the devil, keep jumping me. Jumping me. Back rows on me, keep me company. Hey, we did the most, most, yeah. Pull up and goes, yeah. My diamonds a choker, holding up fire with no holster. Bah. Read the ruler, diamond cooler, cooler. This a roller, not a mula. Hey. Dabbing on them like the usual. Damn. Welcome back, Beards Watch Podcast, episode three hundred five. Charge some more podcast recorded in the basement. After ten weeks of dragons, we're back to just shenanigans. But it's right here, about mid season for NFL, so we're gonna bring the Panthers crew back, talk a little Panthers. What we think about the first part of the season, how we think the last part ends, probably dive into picks, all that good stuff. So, all right. To so start it off, we've, we've heard from Adam because he's been in and out of the uh, the House of the Dragons pod. So, Adam, how you doing? I'm good, yeah. Pretty loud. I think everyone in Charlotte could hear me on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> but I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Where can you be found if you want to be found? Uh, Twitter, Harold Jenderson. All right. Duval, 10-week hiatus, stopped by for one Dragons watch party, and then, you know, you just had a cool little – your Tuesdays hadn't been the same, so how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. I appreciate you rehiring me, man. You know, I was, I was fired for about 10 weeks. But, uh, but, but I'm doing good, man. I can't complain, man. Thank you for having me, man. Uh, look for me, Just Duval, on Insta- Instagram, Rod vs. Duval on Twitter. All right, and now he's a married man. Tried to get him on some dragons, but work called. Caleb, how you doing? Good, fellas. Happy to be back. Uh, Missed our preseason Panther talk uh, that we usually do, but dragons, I think, you know, started on the same week. So uh, I was disappointed I couldn't join for uh, any dragons talk either. What a season, man. No worries. I know. Exactly. It was a fantastic one, but... How's the married life? What has it been, about a month now or so, two months? One month today, actually. Oh. It's good, man, but, uh, my, you know, it's a little heavy, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, man. Yeah, it's good. We're, mm-hmm. we're enjoying life, and everything's good. Nice. Yeah, I know. You guys had a big old honeymoon I saw via Instagram, tore it up. So I bet what – was, what was worse, the, you know, that coming back from the honeymoon vacation or just – the feeling of joy of going on that vacation because it's always like that double-edged sword. Like, it's so fun and so great, but that feeling coming back is woof. Yeah, so let me preface all this with uh, the trip was amazing. Trip of a lifetime, incredible. Food was amazing, but it wasn't relaxing. Like, you're stressed <laughs> with the wedding, you're stressed with work, and then we we fly, you know, to Italy, and you just go for 10 days straight, and you come back, and you're just dead. <laughs> I mean, we were dead there. We were dead when we came back. It, it, it was exhausting, but totally worth it. Yeah. The trip was <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Where can you be found on the socials if you want to be found? Uh, at K Combs on Twitter and Instagram. All right. For me, Gerald Nation, Twitter and Instagram, the Beards Watch Podcast, Facebook, and then the Beards Watch, Twitter and Instagram. Find us on all your uh, podcasts, listening, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever else you like to listen. And, of course, our YouTube, They See Me Rolling. Where uh, we're getting flamed in the comments and laughed at because of our reaction to that Panthers epic field goal kicker miss shenanigans on Sunday. But watch, we got our reaction videos, our House of the Dragons, our Game of Thrones, our Beerio carts, our brew reviews, all that good stuff. So hit that as well. 
But let's just dive into it. We'll start off with this most recent game with a little bit of juice on the line. You know, first place or at least tied after the Saints had pulled off the the beatdown of the Raiders. Exciting game. And, man, Pinheiro with two just complete shanks. Unreal. Lurs, go ahead and fire off. I hate him. I just hate him. I hate any kicker that misses like that, man. And he had two chances, but let's – first of all, I just want to say I feel like it's pretty ridiculous how, like, much I was into that game. Yeah. Like, it was like – it was almost like the whole first four weeks didn't even happen. And I'm sitting there like, hey, this is what I've been wanting all year. Yep. And then for us to – the way that game went, too, man, I thought we had it. Then, you know, Dante gets hurt. Next thing you know, Tamir Bird's just running down the field like Tyreek Hill. And then DJ makes that catch. I mean, I didn't expect to have – after the first few games, I didn't expect to have a moment where I was that excited yeah. about, like, a play by the Panthers. And, I mean, I tell you what, that's probably the most excited I was in, like, three years. Agreed. And then for the kicker to go and miss the kick, uh, I mean, I don't even care about the penalty – I don't care about that at all. Yeah. 48-yard kick, dude. You got to make that. You got to make that. Then you get the second chance. C.J. Henderson finally makes a play. <laughs> and then uh, the kicker just blows it again, man. I can't believe he's still on the team, but it is what it is. I mean, exciting game. It's nice to have an exciting game. And look, even though we we're two and, what, six now, it sucks. It just sucks we lost. Yeah. That hurt. Yeah. Uh, Duvall killed me for calling the Baker pick six a couple weeks ago with who was it they were playing against. I can't remember because it feels like it's two separate seasons now, the before rule and after rule era. But Duvall, I'm blaming you. Before each kick, he was like, it's over, game over, game over. And my man shanked it. And my man shanked it. He he was, ball game, ball game. I was like, Duvall, please stop. Please stop. And someone made an interesting comment. We were pretty uh, – we were pretty tame at keeping the curse words down in front of the kids all the way up until those last, the PJ Walker play, the, the, the miss kick, and then they and, and that's just the way of life. They got to learn at some point. You know, it's okay, no worries. But yeah, just I, I agree with you 100, percent Adam. It was good to finally feel some juice again, and then I mean I hadn't felt that devastated man in a long time because it was just excitement back and forth, and you you're thinking, okay, there's no way and. Then even to have those plays, we stop them once in OT, CJ. I mean, it was just, oh, man, it was it was tough there. Uh, Duvall, what about you? Yeah, so, so you know, I try to be optimistic, and, and I try to be positive. So, you're right. I did hit you with the ball game. But that's just the competitive. <laughs> me. Like, like I, I just knew it was over. So, then even with the second one, I was like, there's no way he's going to miss this one. 33 um, yards. Yes. And, 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 and. At this point, because of the extension of the extra point, that's a chip shot. So in my mind, and he hasn't really given me any reason to think that he would not make it. So I was like, okay, so we're in there. Uh, it was a tough loss. I I, I think as negative as it was, I, I, the positive is, is at least we're still competitive. Yeah. So I would rather lose as hard as it is to lose a game like that than to lose by 30 or 40. And also, something that I've adopted that Jacob tried to kind of like drill into me years ago was to not allow the Panthers to ruin 
Well, okay. Oh, yeah. Every pause. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you, Taylor. Every pause. So something, something that Jacob mentioned via conversation. I gotta read the words now. Via conversation was to not let the Panthers really kind of hamper or ruin your Sundays. And the one thing that I tried to do was, is even though we took that loss, the negative was we did lose. The positive was, was we were able to take a lot from what type of talent that we have now, what talent that we could possibly have in the future. And furthermore, shit, if we can get a still a top five pick, that's still a win too. Now, granted, I don't want us to lose. I hated to see us lose. I hate the Falcons with a passion. Um, but on the flip side, okay, listen, we're two and six. That could allow us to give us that game that we probably thought we were supposed to not get against Tampa Bay. Now we got one against Atlanta. Then that might get us three or four pick versus seven, eight. Now, granted, of course, it's still a lot of football to play. Um, I, I saw a lot of good things from a lot of players. And I'm interested to see how things go going forward. But it was a tough loss. You don't ever want to lose as a competitor. You don't want to lose at all. Uh, especially not to your rival in Atlanta, but I, I mean, I mean, I'm still overall, I'm still thankful that we were able to put a decent product out. But there's a lot of teams out here that aren't putting the product out that we are, and they might have just as good, if not a better team. Shout out to the Bengals because they don't look as good, which we got them this week, which they might kick our shit in. You don't know, <laughs> but you know that's where I'm at. Caleb, man, go ahead, let it let it fly off. All this positivity, I guess I got to come in with the negativity, huh? There you go. There you go. Welcome back. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, You know, I mean, I'm sure we'll dive into what's best long-term winning right now or or losing right now. So I'll just keep Mm -hmm. it to this weekend. I kind of went into it with an attitude. If if we win, I'm going to be on the win train from here on out. And if we lose, I'm going to be on the lose train from here on out. Uh, It was kind of a win-win this weekend for me. Um, so I, I did, didn't think I'd be as invested as I was, but once that ball gets kicked off, it's not a, I hope we lose. It's mm-hmm. you're nervous, your palms are sweating and you're cheering the whole time. Um, and I didn't expect that going in. Uh, I, 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 for the last two and a half years, I've been sitting here hoping for losses at this point <laughs> in the season. And, and once uh, something was different this Sunday, and I think that, hundred percent goes to rule being gone and there's some positivity and there's some momentum building behind Wilkes. And I don't think PJs will be worth a shit moving forward, but right now, you know, he's the guy and he's the guy riding the momentum. So, you know, I, I, there are, there's a lot of positive there. I think we have said that on this podcast for years that there's just way too much talent on the defensive side to lose as many games as we've been losing and to hope to go two and 15 is just not possible with this roster. Unless Matt rules your head coach, and he's not. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, going into the season, I, I would have guessed eight and nine with a, maybe a last wild card spot um, on the line. Um, and that changed pretty quickly when we started as bad as we did. Um, Sunday, yeah, it was probably the most exciting game and the biggest heartbreak I've had with the Panthers in three years. And, and I don't think it's particularly mm-hmm. close. Um as far as the kicker, he's been so good all year. And, yeah. you know, he there's a reason he wasn't on a roster until September. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, mm-hmm. I think we've mm-hmm. gotten more out of him than you expected. 
Um, but it'll be interesting to see how they go forward and uh, who ends up starting quarterback in a few weeks. Because, like I said, I think we all know who P.J. Walker actually is, and I, I, I think this is just some momentum he's riding with the entire offense. Yeah, I mean, it was and just – It doesn't hurt because he's, this, he's still playing for his next contract, whether it be a third stringer or whatever the case is. So, I mean, I, I don't blame him for riding that, that, that wave. Because I, and also, at the same time, a lot of these players are playing for their jobs next year and their next contract. So, yeah. And I agree. It's kind of interesting, you know – these three guys that we have on the roster right now, the only one, well, out of the four quarterbacks we have, Matt, Matt Corral is the only guy that's definitely going to be here next year. It wouldn't be a bad thing for one of these three guys to play well enough to be a veteran backup to whoever, yeah. Yeah. whoever the any for any of the three. Like if you told me we had PJ Walker, I'm sorry, so PJ Walker, Matt Corral, and a young rookie next year, I would be to I would sign up for that today. Yeah. Yeah, it's just good. Like I said, it was just good to finally see that fight. It felt like that San Francisco game, the fight was gone, kind of lost it. They got rid of Rule, and now players are kind of playing for Wilkes. He got done dirty by Arizona a couple years ago. At least getting his mojo back and some you know respect on his name after Arizona did him just completely sideways. But, yeah, it's like you said, all together – didn't think they'd make a trade today just because it, it seemed like once they made the McCaffrey one, once Robbie was gone, it, they want to, you know, two first-round picks from the Rams, it seems, and Cam Akers. Those would have been so far down the line. To me, you're using those picks to try to find a guy like Burns. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll beat that drum all day. I'm glad we didn't trade Burns for that. Now, I mean, there's always a price to me for any player, right? Yeah. That's kind of what happened with me. And especially, like, Burns, that DN is premier position. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's I think you pay that. That's the weird spot they're in because they don't have a pass rush without him on the ends. Yeah. I mean, they have an interior pass yeah. rush. But without Burns, they have nobody. Yeah. So it, <laughs> it, it drives the price up a little bit. I, I got to tell you, if you would have asked me three weeks ago if I would have taken two first-round picks for Brian Burns, I probably would have said yes. I would have never guessed they would have been offered that. But to get him two years out from now, Scott Fitter will be fired before yes. then if, if, yes. he, yeah. if, if he knows. If he which, made which that trade. Which is the main thing. Like, you got to yeah. factor in that it's only two years out. Like, if they would have said this year and right. next year, now then we'd have pulled the trigger. And I'd have said, you know, if, good risk. If Miami called instead of getting Chubb and called us and offered us their two first for next year, I think I would have taken it in a heartbeat. But I think it's just a different, I think it's just a different mm-hmm. uh, way of looking at what's two years out. Yeah, I don't know if I still would because I feel like you're just there's so many teams still chasing for a pass rusher. I mean, to me, you got Burns at what pick fourteen. It kind of was a steal. I mean, look at Cleland Farrell that went to three overall for the Raiders. He's going to be a free agent, so we kind of stole Burns for where he's at, and mm-hmm. to give it up to get a first. You know, picks are always great, but they're also the unknown. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, this guy looking looks... for another Brian Burns. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, and, and plus he's. If he was 28, maybe I'd give you okay. But being 24, going to turn 20, this is 25 season, I mean, that's still, he should still have a solid five to seven years. Well, yeah. and I feel like if our defense didn't have so many young core pieces already, like, then I'm more willing to trade them. You know what I mean? Like, but I yeah. feel like we have a legitimate playoff defense when healthy. And, like, with the draft picks we got in the cap trade, I'm sure we're going to either sign or draft a decent linebacker, you know what I mean? So, 
or that other end. That's what we really and, need. And we're that missing other end. the missing. I, the, I have some thoughts on that, but the draft too. Yeah, I but, swear I'd pick uh, Bama boy first. We're we're missing uh, and not Bryce Young. We're missing the whole point though. The offensive line is finally playing, and we have one. We haven't had mm-hmm. one for what five, six, seven years, and. We can actually, like you said, with the defense playing that well, if you plop in a quarterback via, you know, if you if you like one of these guys at the top, or is it Corral, or is it, I don't know if we want to keep swinging around the merry-go-round of fixer-uppers. No. You know. No. No, but, absolutely not. The, so that's that's where I think you, you, you end up, you know, we get to, the, you don't have to jump to the draft yet, but that's where I think, I'm, I'm with you, Adam, on the, the Will Anderson, Bama boy. But man, wherever we're picking in the top, I think it's got. I mean, this if in, yeah. and if Fritter's still around, you got to take your shot at a QB after Bridgewater, Darnold, Baker. I mean, yeah. it's the, the the only way I don't see us not taking a quarterback is if he's that quarterback on our board is not the best player available, and if that defensive lineman is the best player available over whether it be Stroud, whether it be Young, whether it be the guy from Kentucky, which didn't look good last weekend. <laughs> but that's a story for another day. But, like, if those three guys are, for some reason, gone and it's best player available, I'll go D-line. And then at that point, you really got to give your shot and see what you can get out of Corral. And then maybe you can wait for another year and maybe look at the guy from Carolina or somebody else. But here, I, I, I yeah. Here's where I stand with it, and this first this first statement's going to piss you guys off, so don't interrupt me yet. I would, <laughs> you will never piss us off, Caleb. It's okay. It's all love. You will never piss us off. I, I, okay. From where I stand today is I would rather go 2-15 and 15 than 8-9 and, and be in the NFC South race to the end of the year. I would rather go 2-15. and 15. I'd almost rather go 2-15 and 15 than make a run and make the playoffs at 7-10 and lose in the first round because, because we have been begging for a rookie quarterback – for so long that can come in and and you're not going to do that picking outside the top five. And in order to do that outside the top five, you're going to trade every pick you just got chin and you're going to pick next, you're going to trade next year's first. So it's like you traded Christian away for something you could have got by just losing anyways. So I would much rather lose out from here and I would much rather pick a, a, Oh, shit. And not top three to have, you know, those guys, our evaluators, pick who they would like and not have to have the leftovers. I think it's just, it's time. I've been hearing for years build the roster, then go find the quarterback. Well, they built through the draft. They, they have the O line. The defense is young and good. Go find your quarterback. So, Caleb, I just want to counter real quick because I knew you were coming hot with this point. And you, you yeah. kind of hammered home a little bit. You're close. We're around it. You said you can't find a quarterback outside the top five. Uh, okay. Here, Mike. Here, here, yeah, yeah, here, yeah, Mike. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes picked seven. Pick, pick, pick ten is Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen picked seven. Herbert was six. And the crazy Aaron Rodgers was 24th. Now, yes, Kyler, yeah. Stafford, Burrow, all number one overall picks. It is, it is easier to get it, but I will, to counter yours, I think I would like a little bit of a mix. I don't want to see us completely lose out all the way, but I would like to, I get where you're saying. You don't, if you end up in that playoff spot, now you're having to trade something away. I got you, I counter, but I, I would like to see more competitive games. If they end up losing every game like they just lost against Atlanta, okay, we can chalk it up and say, hey, at least they competed, right? right? Now, if they start losing by 30-40, then you got to worry about, and I understand you're, you know, 
you brought. I saw your point on Twitter about the Washington win that Rule did a couple years ago that cost us a couple spots. Could have got Herbert. This, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. Rule wasn't going to win here regardless. So that you know, mm-hmm. to me, it, it does show a little bit of character of these guys standing up. Now, when we get into December and the weather gets colder and it, and they start booking those vacations and the sweet things want vacations, now we'll see. But I do think you can do some maneuvering now with some of those McCaffrey picks. If you moved up from a fifteen to a seven may not be as steep as a 21 to a 7 or 8 or something. And to counter your counter a little bit, I totally agree with you. <laughs> that you can you, A guy can fall to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I guess my point is what's more attractive to a coach, a, a, a number 12 or a top three pick where yeah. you're definitely going to get a quarterback. And my hope just is that you go all in on evaluating the quarterbacks and you yeah. can choose what you want being up in the draft and not hoping somebody falls. I would rather just have that and save those picks you got. Yeah, I totally agree. Somebody can fall to you. I mean, Hendon Hooker may fall Boom. to you. Not, may fall to you at nine. He may be the best quarterback in the draft. Boom! Boom! I, I I don't disagree with you there. I, I think anything can fall to you, and you can get lucky. I would just rather a new quarter, or I'm sorry, a new head coach come in with a some more front office pieces and fitter, and then just evaluate quarterbacks all off season and pick who they want. It, it's just the way I look yeah. at it. Fair enough, and, but. I totally agree with you. You can pick a quarterback that turns out to be Patrick Mahomes <laughs> at nine if you're lucky. You know, I just I, I don't know if that's in our cards or not. I mean, <laughs> and, and, and now I'm going to counter the counter, the counter again. Um, we got to counter so, everything. So, yeah, we got to counter everything. So, so, and, and when you speak of quarterbacks, so so you spoke on Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and Lamar Jackson. Well, Lamar now was really, 32. Yeah, that was a wild one. Right, right, right. But the only person that's really outside, nobody's really won anything outside of Patrick Mahomes. Kyler Murray has had success in Arizona to some degree. Um, Lamar Jackson had a lot of success in Baltimore, but he can only go but so far. Then you've got um, Joe Burrow, who had a lot of success, but you see the shit is crumbling now. Like, I, I, now they might kick our shit in on Sunday, which if they win, it's okay. But I say all that to say that just because we're picking at the top doesn't mean that we're going to have to have that success. Look at Russell Wilson several years ago. We've got a stacked defense. And if we got a halfway decent running back, a solid offensive line, and a halfway decent receiving core, we can make a lot of noise. And you can get to a certain point to where you can still have that success. But – I'm, listen, I'm not banging the table for, like, any particular quarterback because I think any quarterback that we have now next year will be a – I'm not going to say it's an upgrade, but I think it will be a little bit more of a a better situation for us. Um, and I'm not trying to write out Corral or anything like that, and I don't think PJ's the guy, but – I'll write I mean, him off. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 just, I just don't because, I mean, he was hurt this year. I don't know what he could have brought. I wish I do I do wish and I think we said this at the beginning or maybe we at least with people I talk I wish the worst case scenario for Corral is what happened to him where he got an injury in mm-hmm. preseason rules fault for playing him with fucking accountants and bankers out there he should have been at least getting yep. some one and two run he gets hurt yep. and now we cannot even evaluate and he gets shit on for him but it's life it's National Football League it sucks I wish we could have at least seen him so we could have known and then either tossed one but. Mm-hmm. 
A great thing is say we take a guy wherever it is in the first round and Corral looks amazing in the preseason the next two years. There you go. You got some trade bait. You're Jim Garoppolo type scenario. So you can't end with all our injury history and shenanigans we've had with quarterbacks. It couldn't hurt to have two decent guys on the roster. And to that, I mean, the week after the draft, we sat here and we were all like, all right, we got Corral. We all wanted Baker, but we're like, hey, maybe Corral will start week one. Who knows? You know, like, let's just see what happens. That was before, obviously, Baker came in. But uh, he'd be starting right now. Yeah, I mean, you would get you would be seeing what he is right now. I know, I know, it sucks. And, and, and that and that really sucks because he would be the guy playing. But Duvall, to your point, I think you're exactly right. I mean, we're competing with PJ Walker, yeah. so I feel like, and to all of our points, we said that this team can be competitive, and it's way too good to tank. Yeah, um, they should have tanked. Three years ago, yes. the right three years yes. ago, the right way when yep. they cut Cam Newton, but that's beside the point. Yep, um, that signing Teddy Bridgewater is what should have kept Heineke. So, I agree that plug in a decent quarterback with the right coach and the right scheme, this roster is talented enough to win. Um, that's fine. It would just be nice to know. have a, 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 the best quarterback in the draft next year. That's, that's just what but, I mean. Yeah. My only thing is, who is that? Yes, that's true. Guess what, Lord? I don't know who it is. Our job isn't. That's not our job. Yeah. Who cares? Let them decide over there. You because, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah but we've let them decide before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they don't decide. Because I just have PTSD. Right. There's yeah. not a Trevor Lawrence in this draft. So, no. like, you know, that's why it's like, who there, is the number yeah, one? Yeah, there's so many. There's so many. There's still so many variables because each quarterback is so different. From your Bryce Young, who's a yep. small guy, but he's got the cerebral stuff in playing for Saban, to Stroud, who's got the Ohio yep. State, oh, can he play, but he's still a big dude. He's built like you'd want a quarterback. To Will Levis, even though he had a bad thing at, at Tennessee, he's still built like any quarterback you'd want out there, 6'5", mm-hmm. big dude, to then the Hendon Hooker. But he's old as shit to be a rookie coming in the first round. We saw the Brandon Whedons. Mm-hmm. We've seen the Chris Winkies come in at old. Now, I know he's 25, but still, by the time his rookie deal's done, He's going to be 31. So do you really want to do that at a top five overall pick? So it is. I like that question, Adam. Who is the best one? I don't know. And it is scary because there is no bona fide like, hey, this is a guy that you can drop right in and should be able to play. And anything you read to anybody who's supposed to know anything, they all have a different guy that's number one. You know what I mean? (laughs) Every single one. And I read yeah. something the other day that said Hendon Hooker's the best quarterback. Yeah. So it's like he's um, my favorite right now. But let's throw I don't. Four. Yeah. You know, it's like, geez. I wish a, I'd take Drake May over all of them. I tell you that, yeah. or even Caleb Williams from yeah, uh, USC. Yeah, ready, Caleb. But, but you still got a whole other year. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> that's what I'm saying it sucks. Yeah, it never works out. It never works out. Uh, but see, then that's, that's even the hooker point. I think me and Jacob talk about it on Sunday. It's like, okay, like, <laughs> imagine, imagine, you, imagine you playing. Pause. Pause. <laughs> I, I didn't say it. <laughs> I <laughs> so uh, imagine if, if you were 25 playing with 17, 18, and 19 year olds, think about how dominant you would be at 25 playing with 17, 18, or 19 year olds, whether it's football, basketball, soccer, hockey, track, it doesn't matter. Like, you're going to be to that point. So the thing is, is then when you come in and you're still 25, 26, now you're playing with guys 30, 31, 32. So, like, how dominant is he? Same reason why Chris Rickey was so successful, Brandon Whedon, 
like a lot of those guys that are older, even Baker Mayfield, he was a little bit older at Oklahoma. Burrow. So Burrow wasn't as I mean, Hendon Hooker's older Jamin than Joe, Joe Burrow. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Hurts. we get him second round, boom. Second well, round I, wouldn't be bad. Or we're not gonna make it the second round though. Yeah. We could trade up. We can do a double dip. I don't know. That's not important right yeah, now, though. I'm that's go- true. I still, though, if we have a chance to win our division, no matter what the scenario is, I want to do it. Now, right. after losing that one, you gotta my win thing out. is basically, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we're not. So yeah. now I'm fine with losing all the games. But <laughs> when we have it, when it felt like we win that game, like I, I felt like it feels like you're in the driver's seat for the division. Yeah. You know what I mean? But and I want those bragging rights to open the division. And my philosophy always is: if you can get into the dance, by any means, get in because you yeah. got a shot. Mm-hmm. Then that, yeah. that's the only way you got a shot. And I get it. I know we don't have a franchise quarterback. We never have, and except the one time we had the first pick. <laughs> and it, it's it it's all makes sense. And I, it just I can't help myself but want to. Yeah. First pick. So twenty fourteen, we're three and eight. And we went out and we win the division at seven, eight, and one, right? Yeah. That, that's that's how it happened. And you go, you have a home playoff game, you beat Arizona, and everybody's excited. We screwed a top draft pick, but you know what the difference is? Is we had a franchise quarterback. Yeah. We, well, we, yeah. We, we've been in the playoffs the year before. It felt like that team was for. What worries me is this would be a fluke. You know, I don't even know if Steve Wilkes is the guy. I think if you make the playoffs, Pepper definitely signs Wilkes. You, you know. It, do we extend PJ Walker? It's just, it, it's just, it just feels very like, very fake to me. Where in 2014 it didn't feel fake when when we made the playoffs, and, and I get it. I told, I said at the beginning of this, when the when we kicked off Sunday, I wanted to win, right? regardless, yeah. regardless of how bad I'd been saying on Twitter. I just wanted to lose out. Yeah, like I, exactly. Once, once we started playing, I wanted to win. Of course, it it just it it just feels like. Three months of happiness isn't worth maybe ten years of success with whoever we draft in the top five. And again, maybe we get Patrick Mahomes at nine. Yeah. I don't know, but you know what I'm saying. Or we, get, or we get, or we get Sam Darnold at three. Yes, you know? exactly, exactly. exactly. That's, that's true. It, it is. It, it, it is. It is a constant cycle, like you said. It's a crapshoot. You want to be instant happy now, happy on Mondays because you win. No one can really say anything to you, even if your team's two and six or five or whatever. But, yeah, do you end up with Darnold at three or Baker Mayfield at one? So, so where is it? So, that's where I'm at just every Sunday, lock in. You cheer for wins. If you lose now, okay, but it's better to win. And hope, and you just hope that the new staff can draft the guy via six, seven, eight, nine, ten, fifteen, wherever, or make the moves. They seem to be open to making the moves. I mean, who would have thought years ago McCaffrey never gets traded? I mean, we kept D'Angelo right. and Jonathan Stewart. And double trouble way past the prime they needed to. So is this a new leaf? Let me ask let me ask this question to you guys. Do you guys trust Scott Fitter and does he make it past the end of this year? And and feeling on Wilkes as being a serious candidate. I, I, I don't no, no, go ahead, go ahead, my bad. No, you're good. Uh I was just as soon as Rule got fired, I was automatically like, all right, Fitter needs to go. Because I, I think if we bring in a new coach, we should just bring in the GM at the same time. GM first, then. They should reverse yeah, it. Yeah, however you do it. But it needs, I, I like the clean slate. But look, I, I, 
Nope. Also, though, I'm kind of looking at some of the moves fitters made lately and stuff, and I'm like, maybe Rule just really sucked. Yes. You know, so maybe we do give him one more chance, but he's also has made some bad trades. Yeah. Well, that's that's but a hard our, part. Our draft cap. But it's like we blame Rule for all the bad stuff, but then who rebuilt the offensive line this offseason? Was it Rule or was it Fitterer? Because you can't just blame Rule for everything. So did y'all yeah, did y'all right? see the did y'all see the report about basically it was all Rule who wanted Darnold? Yes. Okay. And Baker. And Baker. I saw that. And yeah. and then obviously oh, wow. it was it was rule I didn't see that. rule and Marty Herney was there at the time when they got Bridgewater. So I think that's really what the final axe was for well one of the final axes for you know for Tepper to finally get rid of rule. So to to answer your question, Caleb, for me, I would like to see one at least an offseason with Fitter without rule because I think Rule had so much control over this team, and I think maybe this past – I mean, even Tepper said it. I know we have our problems with Tepper. We can get into that later too. But, you know, he said he'd want more of a GM, you know, more of a balance where the GM at least has some of the final say where the coach doesn't so we can have some of those things. So, uh, Wilkes, if he can – I think if he makes the playoffs – I mean, the Raiders made the playoffs and then lost, and they, they – they, are they – they're worse off now though. Like – Josh yep. McDaniels yep. doesn't know what the hell he's doing. So I I think if you make the playoffs, you got to maybe give him a three-year deal and see where it goes. I don't know if that means keep Ben McAdoo. That scares me too because he seems to be on a hot streak right now, but he hasn't really been good anywhere else. But if you're riding that wave, um, yeah, and I, I'm with Adam if you want to clean slate it, but I would like to see Fitterer without rule and just maybe that, that whole looming of, hey, we got to do this, we got to do this. No, I'm keeping my – Temple and Baylor guys on this roster no matter what. I mean, Robbie Anderson, now that was one I would like to know who was the sign-off on that big deal because, man, he sh- we should have just let him walk or gave him a w- another one- or two-year deal or something because – Same with D-Jax. Yeah. Dante Jackson. It's it, just like – there's been some weird Yes, contracts. so – and I think they're going to be a little more cap-strapped, cap I think, this offseason too with, with some of that dead money. McCaffrey, Shaq Thompson maybe getting the axe or unless he restructures mm-hmm. or something, but – I would like to give him at least one more chance, and if somehow this he takes the one pick and it ends up the guy is playing like Kenny Pickett, then I think, you know, we might have to move on. But, you know, a little bit of luck with Icky falling down to, what, six this yeah. year. But you got to be smart enough you got to be smart enough to put the card in. You had your pick of the litter. It seems right now he got the top guy when, we, when all of them were sitting there. So And a lot of people are like, well, you should go with Evan Neal. He played at Alabama or, or the cross guy. No, he went with – with Icky, NC State, all that good stuff, and, and it, it's right now. After week one, everyone was going crazy, but that was one week in the NFL. Now he's solidified. He's up there at least and rising, so that's great. We haven't had one of those since Jordan Gross. Yeah. Duvall. And, and to kind of to add to that, like, so I I, I think I, I get fitter another year just because nobody's perfect. And, and I understand that there are certain draft picks, of course, and we all know this, you're not going to hit on all your draft picks. Um, and you're not going to hit on all your free agencies. Everything that you do, you're not going to. But if you're able to at least put in a position to where we have an idea or an identity of like, okay, this is the route that we're going. This is what we're trying to do. Um, I do think, and that's just based off the reports, based off how much control Rule had. I don't know how much control Fitter had. And as we go, I, I give him another year. Because I don't think all of his decisions have been bad. Um in terms of Steve Wilkes, I, I don't know if they'll give him an opportunity. I, will he interview for the head coach job? Absolutely. But do I think that he'll they'll keep him around as a coordinator or somewhere on the staff? 
I think so just because, for one, he's been able to at least circulate the team to give them a totally different level of energy. Now, granted, could that be because the team knows that they're playing for fucking their next contracts or whatever it is? Very well could be the case. But the coach is at least letting them know, hey, listen, this is what we're trying to do and this is where we're trying to go. Um, even if we go 7-9, and 6-11, and 11, whatever the case is, do we? does he still get a, a three-year deal, two-year deal? No. I do think that he'll get an opportunity to interview. And if there is a better candidate out there, they'll get, a, they'll get an opportunity. And I think that they'll still find a way to keep him on staff just because of the way that he's been able to handle everything. But, um, of course, that's also a wait-and-see thing because we're sitting here the first week of November. So, like, there's so much <laughs> yeah. that can change. Like, exactly. We could either, like I said, we could win out and still not make the playoffs in some way, form, or fashion. But then it's like, okay, so do you keep Steve Brooks? Or was that just lightning in a bottle? Or we could lose the hell out. <laughs> Steve Wilkes is gone, and then they figure something out, and it wasn't lightning in the bottle. We just were shit, and we shit the bed. So uh, it's, it's a lot to say. Like I said, I know we'll have this same conversation a month from now, two months from now, three months from now, <laughs> and there'll be all totally different conversations. It'll be some wild shit. But, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to what's next for us. At least I'm able to – I'm glad to see the team battle – offensively and defensively special teams. Jacob, as we talked about it on Sunday, like we were so like it was so much going on. Like the game was just up and down, up and down, and just a battle. I just I just appreciate the fight. So if we lose out to Caleb Point, if we lose out in every game we lose by three or seven and we have heart attacks every damn week, <laughs> not gonna we don't. But if we have heart attacks, like cardiac cat, it is what it is. But if we lose by 40, I'm going to be pissed as shit. Yeah. So with Steve, with Wilkes, I mean, I feel like if they get the seven wins, I think they retain him. He's back. Yeah. Um, I, I, well, let me just – it just feels like this team fights for – I mean, I know yeah. that sounds so cliche, but it really does. It's, I, but it's simple. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. really is true. Yeah. And – and I don't know, just like that scene in the locker room after the win in Tampa, against Tampa where Tepper gave him the game ball and, and, you know, the team was just rallying around. It just felt like something we hadn't had in three years. No. But he, he he's a Charlotte guy. They fight for him. He seems to get, you know, he got screwed over in Arizona. I don't think that's a true representation of him as a coach. And, and I just think I, the game last this past Sunday – was something we haven't seen in the rural era, just like the offensive firepower. It was crazy. So I think if they get to like seven wins, he's definitely retained five or six wins. I think he'll be a candidate, but I agree. I, I think Tepper will probably go for more of a horrible yeah. type of hire or something like that. Something splashing or an, I hope an offensive NFL guru, but that's besides. Yes. That. As far as Fitterer, Fitterer is so strange because I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you do when, when that whole process was happening, Felt like every top GM, like a possible interview, kept dropping out of contention for us, and it it had to be because they knew that they didn't have final say. Yeah, at least that's what it felt like yeah. during the process. Now looking and back Fitter, at it, too, yeah. And Fitterer came out of nowhere; like yeah. nobody had even talked about him. He wasn't like on a top five candidate list, and then he was hired, and it felt like oh, he's hired because he's going to be Rule's little bitch boy or whatever. <laughs> but. You know, when he stands up there and he talks and then his, like, process with trades in terms of trade value and getting picks back that equal, like, almost a first. And, like, his thought process with that's all I've always liked. Um, 
I, I think he should get another year and, and you know see what he can do without Rule because it does feel like Rule had a lot of final say and it does feel like Rule kind of held his decision making back quite a bit. Yeah. So we'll see, but yeah, I wouldn't mind Fitter get another year. Yeah, and I'd love to know the story of why we drafted Terrace Marshall and then he never got any play and then all of a sudden Jesus Christ like, he finally goes out and that's what again was that <laughs> one of those picks where it was like Rule didn't want him but Joe Brady did and Fitterer did and then all of a sudden it's like okay any small thing he did wrong you know Rule's gonna hold against him and play Robbie Anderson over him and don't get me wrong Robbie Anderson had one good season and then ever since we gave him the, the bag he's just kind of chilled out and done nothing. Uh, and th- that exact same scenario with Bozeman, our center. Yeah, he oh. comes in and he and he's what played, the hell? and he's played phenomenal yeah. for a couple of games. I mean, it, it truly is like R- rule could not game day decisions like it, roster move. It just it, it's incredible how much has improved in three weeks with him gone. Yeah, no, I, and I agree. Like on some of that, I forgot about the Bozeman one because it was like they literally went out to improve the center position because we've been rotating through guys, and then he starts mm-hmm. Elfline. Now Elfline had a good start to the season, but yeah, he got he, he hurt as he well. had been every single every single year he's played in the NFL, and so finally we at least got Bozeman, who seems like he loves being in the community, you know, and he's just a fucking hoss of a guy, doesn't get pushed around. So I hope we can re-sign well, him to you know help keep. That uh, yeah. offensive line solidified, but yeah, great point there. And I'll even say like the Louvu one, plucking him out. He was the he's like the yeah. only Jet that we've pulled former Jet pulled around that yeah. actually is, is worth a damn. The other ones haven't yeah. been worth anything. But yeah, I mean, don't forget uh, Corbett too, man. Corbett's been that's killing. right. Yes, he, he, he is. He's yes. a two year, so we'll have him next year. That's true. So yeah, yeah I'm wondering like who's like. I don't understand why we didn't play Grady Christensen at left guard or left tackle. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Well, well, I don't get it. That I was rule. I don't get that. It had to be well, rule. Rule's supposed to take these guys and develop them. That's his whole thing, right? And he never even tried. Yeah. Look, you know, Twitter, Twitter's a cesspool, but Twitter was begging for that from preseason on last year. And Twitter was begging for Bozeman to be the starting yep. center from preseason. Oh, dude, well, it, why it's sign just, him if he's not? Like yeah. that made no sense. It's like sometimes it's just so easy. I yes. know we're not at practice. Yes. And I know, but like sometimes just looking at tape from years previous, you can tell who the better player is. Yeah, it's not a rocket well, science. It's it's not. sometimes it's, it, it is as easy as like mad. You go out, you sign the better person or the the rookie, and you're like, oh, I know they don't have. Oh, this guy's a 68 overall. This guy's a 73. Whatever it is. We knew, like you said, if you're at if you're at that spot, just just play Christensen, plug him in at left guard, plug him at left tackle. We're losing, and our offensive line sucks. Let's just figure out if we need it. Now, blessing in disguise, he didn't do it, so we were able to take Icky this year, no problem. But he we should, he yeah. should have at least gotten more reps at the left guard spot to at least get yeah, him better. Yeah. That and that was again, he's done that with rookies. It was a weird thing. Terrace Marshall didn't get any burn for a while. I mean, it took him Bozeman. It was almost like you said, you wonder if some of these picks. It was more of a fitterer, and it wasn't who Rule wanted, and it was just kind of payback. Well, I got the final say of the game day roster and not letting certain players play. I mean, let's talk about Donta Foreman. We're running Christian McCaffrey in the ground before the trade, and Donta Foreman only had seven touches, and, and I'm sure everybody as they're watching the game going, why did we sign this guy? We signed this guy so he could spell Christian or we could scheme him up some other ways, and he didn't touch the field at all. Chuba touched the field more. Again, another Matt Rule's wife pick in the fourth round years ago. And Chuba's had his up and down moments. But again, it's a running back. We now know running backs you can replace with anybody, it seems like. But 
Yeah, it was just an overall weird thing. So to back to that, Caleb, yeah, I'd love to see him get one more shot and maybe a coach that's open to playing the best player. And I know football's all about competition, but he almost seemed to run it like high school and college where it was right. like, oh, you're the new guy. you got to earn your spot. Well, sometimes yeah. the new guy's better than the old guy. And I, yeah. I love the Christian trade. I, uh, yeah, me too. I, I mean, look, I know it's Christian McCaffrey. It sucks. And, but... and, and he's the best player on our team. And, and But you got to scheme to him. you gotta, you got to cater to him so you can use him right. And we just weren't in a position to compete in the next couple of years with doing that for him. So I thought it was good to get rid of him. And the reason he was signed long term was because Tepper had nobody else to fill yeah. seats in the stands with. Yeah. I mean, yeah. truly. Yeah. It, yeah, I mean, that I think we all when he got signed, I, we knew he was probably destined to be traded at some point. I think yeah. I, I think we felt that if because there was the chance with the new coach that things went awry, and it I mean, certainly even, did, didn't it? Even in 2019, when he had what the second best year of a running back of all time, we won five games. Yeah, it's like it's like, it's like well, the, is he worth that contract? Well, I think with, it was like a perfect storm, right? Because it yeah. was. Luke retired, then they cut Cam, and yeah. like you said, there was nobody to fill the seats. DJ Moore was yeah. coming in his second year. We had just, like you said, we swung and missed on that last little bit of the last core nucleus from 2015. All right, we got to sell some jerseys because we're not going to have, because there's nobody really selling jerseys. I mean, DJ Moore now, Brian Burns, I don't even sell his jersey in the team store, but <laughs> it was. They had, they had to do something, and then it was like, okay, we're going to rebuild. Well, like you said, if they were going to rebuild, they shouldn't have given him that extension. He still had right. two. He yeah. still had his fourth year deal on his rookie deal, and then his fifth year option, which would have been fifteen times more cheaper just to do that and let that play out, and then either trade him in that fifth year or franchise tag trade him. Figured something out on those lines, but they had to do mm-hmm. something funky to. Oh no, we're still competing. Oh no, but we're rebuilding. But no, we're competing. No, yep. oh, no, and that was the whole from the beginning. We've been saying it for three years. It was the miscommunication, the mismanagement of it all. And hopefully now, if Fitterer does stay or however they do it, they're aligned with something. And I go back to what you say, Caleb. He does at least seem to know what his style is, his player he's looking for at each position, each position group, and the value of that position. Because, again, mm-hmm, right. we, we don't make that trade with Marty Herney at the helm. We keep him and try to get somebody. He nope. realized, as you said, running backs, we weren't scheming it up. We weren't winning. He's been hurt. When when is that Tyler tire finally going to blow out and ACL goes and now we're really shit up the creek and no, and he was the probably the most valuable I mean Brian Burge was but he's twenty four and he's not a running back he's a premier position so yeah definitely made the move and got the most out of it so makes you wonder where we would be if Tepper would have just fired Rule in January yeah and just yeah and yep. just brought what if in we got dabbled yep. yeah yes. or 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 McDan- Mike McDan- or McDaniel oh, yeah down at two yeah. Like, yep. what, what if one of them would be in Charlotte right now? And I really, Caleb, back to that, I think the Giants having their success was also one of the final nails in the rule call. Yep. Because if you're Tepper and you kept patience, patience, and then you look over, Joe Judge signed the exact same time as Rule. Rule wanted to go to New York. Well, he outbid him. They fired Judge when we should have fired Rule, and they signed uh, Brian Dable, and all of a sudden they're 6-1. and one, And it's like, wait a second. This can be turned around. This doesn't have to be a five, ten-year process. This can happen in one season by progress. The last two years should make Tepper feel like – I mean, I'm sorry. The last two weeks should make Tepper feel like he's an idiot for yep. not doing this six months ago. Yep. Agreed. He should feel like a big idiot. 
big time idiot. That damn. Let's talk about that press conference, Robert. Oh man. yeah, Look, that's true. That was the damn disgrace, man. <laughs> I, I that pissed me off. That pissed me off more than Matt Rule being the coach. I swear. I agree. I mean, him again. My he, him him talking about bringing music to Charlotte was absolutely. I, I, I hope he learned to get Taylor Swift. He yeah. can't even get Taylor Swift in Charlotte. So I mean, <laughs> is he really bringing music? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Which the, I, I, I go go ahead. Yo, you good, you all go ahead. No, I, I would just say that just kind of just. I, I hope he has learned, and I think that just speaks to just an understanding. Just like we were good. Before you, like yeah, and if something crazy happened, we'll still be good after you. Like, like unless he moves, you know, and, unless he moves. Right, yeah. you know, no, no, not even if no. Or if he moves, and somebody else came in. Like we would still be okay because music will still be here in Charlotte. Like you didn't make Charlotte. Like you didn't make the Panthers. Like which is why he's gotten so much back to the keep pounding portion. And I know with Jacob, we talked about that. Which is why I think he kind of made a, a, a stance for taking Steve Bush because he was a Charlotte guy. Like, you know, he was able to kind of realize, okay, listen, I need to understand. That. Like, these people are the reason that we're here. And I, I still don't really necessarily rock with him to some degree just because of how he's handled a lot of shit. But I'm interested to see how he handles the next coaching hire. Um, and then just just moving forward, like I said, I, I I think we're, I hope we're on the right track. I mean, I, I feel like we can't be no worse. Well, I can't. I guess we can be worse because we've been worse. But um, but yeah, I, I I'm just looking forward to what's next, and and I, I really hope that Fitterer is able to really do something and make his stamp, just because he was kind of in the shadows in Seattle. So I think he understands kind of the the nature of how teams are built. And I think, I'm not saying he's going to build it the same way that he was built in Seattle, because I think he's going to put his own like spin on it. But I think he understands that like certain players, certain concepts, certain things are built based off the position and just based off the team build up. And I think he's going to still do that. And I think he's going to put more value in certain places that I think rule didn't want to put value in, which is why I think there was a disconnect because I think, Fitterer put value in certain things, and Rule never agreed on it. But because, kind of like you all said, and based off over weeks of past, I think that those positions and those situations, Rule had more of a more of a say. So I, I agree with you. Um, as, on the lines of Tepper, though, I'm not going to blame him for making mistakes the first couple years mm-hmm. as an owner. Yeah. Uh, my issue is him not admitting those mistakes. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, every, everyone in the Bingo. world guys could have seen that January was the time to fire yeah. Rule. It had just been a, a horrific end of the year. His press conferences were terrible. The stuff being leaked out in articles through the media was terrible in the locker room. It, it just didn't seem right. And, and if some of the stuff that's come out since, like, you know, the Pepsi thing, like Pepsi, <laughs> that, if those kind of things are real yeah. and that sold that social media – yeah, if that's what yeah. was sold to Tepper and Tepper let it happen, that worries me. But I'm interested to see this new coaching hire because I think that's going to be the most important thing for, for Tepper um, because it'll determine who the quarterback is. Obviously, that'll end up being the most important thing. Yeah. But it feels like this next coaching hire 
will determine who that quarterback is and what type it's of offense. It's just as important. Yeah, yeah. What, what's, your, what's the offense you're running? And it, is it going to be Tepper with Stephen Drummond sitting in, the, sitting in the living room eating meatballs deciding who your next head coach is? Or are you going to actually bring people who know what they're doing, like a fitterer, in, into these discussions and trying to find somebody? Or hiring a firm or whatever he's got to do, I want him slightly out of it. Obviously, he'll have a big say in it, but it'd be nice to hear him say, I'm going to let some football people help me make this decision, what's going to be best for the players. And maybe the players are like, yes, yeah, Steve Brooks is the guy, but that's beside the point. I just hope whoever it is, it's not him making the decision over a plate of meatballs like it was. Yeah. He, it's, it must be a bitch to work for him because think about all the people who have left willingly yeah. – True. Since since yeah. he's been owner, so again that behind the scenes. Now Matt Rule had his own, you know, that whole thing of trying to take the keep pounding away. I wonder who that was. You know, was that more of a rule? It probably was with his O O U one of us slogan that came out of his little memo he sent out. That was very high school esque or whatever. So yeah, to Kayla's point, I mean, it's just Tepper. I, I wish he would admit his more admit his mistakes and then try not to erase the past and act like it didn't happen. Like yes, we yeah. haven't had. We haven't had like back-to-back winning seasons, but we've been to two Super Bowls and we went through that yeah. three-year stretch of winning the division. First time a team in that division had done it. Just acknowledge it. It's okay. To, I mean, you don't have to always bash the previous ownership. We know we've I mean, sucked and where we've sucked, but just admit, hey, we want to get back to that, but also continue and be better than that. 2012 to 2019, without you, Tepper, it felt like we had a chance to win the division and go to the Super Bowl every single yeah. year yep. during that stretch. Mm-hmm. And since Tepper came in, I haven't felt like that. Yep. But but but, but but honestly, from 2012 to the start of 19, it truly felt like we had a chance to win a Super Bowl. Yep. And, and, it, and every offseason, it felt like that. And since he came here, it doesn't feel like that. So for him to erase all that, like you said, Jake, it's just it's crazy to me. It, yep. it makes me feel like, how smart is this guy? <laughs> it's a slap in the face. Yeah. It's a slap He's just slapping us in the face. Yeah, and right. it's like every owner, I'm pretty sure every new owner's first hire never ends up working out. <laughs> I, I thought I saw that. So it's like, like you just said, like you expect mistakes to be made, right? That's what happens when you're doing something for the first time. But acknowledge it. Don't smack us in the face. Yeah. Have some respect <laughs> for us. We're the ones paying. We're the ones putting the bill. Yeah. He, he smacked us in the face last February when he did his press conference. Backing rule, yeah. saying that that he he you know it takes time and it's a process and it's like well the Bengals just had the first pick in the draft and now they're in the Super Bowl yep. what the hell are mm-hmm. you talking about dude so it's just like he did it things were all he did stupid. it in the, he did it in the preseason talking to Steve Smith talking about all oh, those basement guys or those Twitter trolls yeah. knowing they don't know what they're talking about we they know were all right yeah and exactly they were all right we all yeah, said fire exactly and so like like you know back to his point he just. It's like he's always been right, and he's so because he's a billionaire and he can do what he wants. But he's he's trying to take his uh whatever he's with stock market stuff and flipping or whatever to this football realm, and he's getting his ass whooped right now because it's a whole totally different business, and he hasn't yet admitted, hey, maybe I should listen to some people who've been in this business and not necessarily been you know buying ex's houses and demolishing them for you know fifty million dollars or whatever it is on oceanfront property. So yeah, it's. I'd like to see a little more humble pie and at least appreciation to the fans and, and some real grass. I'd like the real grass to be back. That really would be a really beautiful day to have real grass, open roof stadium in North Carolina. 
just seems really simple to do. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens when he wants a new stadium in a couple of years. Oh, oh yeah. He's got to make the right hire and get the right quarterback yes. for this town to do <laughs> yep. that. That's what he's doing. Yeah, he yeah. does. Because if he does it, man. Yeah. He's not going to get it. No one's going to want it. Yeah. yeah. It's going to get ugly. It's it going to get ugly. And I'm, I'm scared, he, may, so. he may move the team if that happens. Yeah. So. I know. I, I mean, ugh, that would kill me. I don't know what I would do. I really don't know what I would do. I, I don't know if I'd be able to watch football. It'd be tough. I would. Yeah. No, I, would, I, but I agree with it you. Would, it's like people live. It would suck. People who live in Oakland, do they even pull for the Raiders anymore? Like, yeah. Like, how does that happen? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it would. It, ki- yeah. Like to me, I'd have to bet. On it everything. would. It would almost though, with with the team being here for so long, it almost have to be a, a Hornets Bobcat scenario, right? Like, if they left after thirty something years, I feel like within the next two to five, it'd be a new like. All right, let's go from thirty two to thirty four. Where else are we gonna go? You know what I mean? Like. I don't, I don't think the NFL wants to lose Charlotte just because of how fast yeah. they get booming. And yeah. I mean, our mm-hmm. our attendance, it's top. Look at t- 2003 to 2022, we had top eight in attendance every single year. Yeah. Like, it's, it's crazy. I know it looks terrible right now, but. Hey, the seat, the Jerry, Richardson, still sold. Jerry Richardson was a freak boy, but he knew how to run yes. the stadium, boy. <laughs> yeah, he did. Well, now he, just he, opposing he gets, fans buy our tickets now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the game day—I think we've talked about this before—but I think the game day experience in the stadium has been horrid the last yeah. two years. No. I agree. I, I think it's been awful. So. Something's got to change. They, yeah. yeah, they got to do something. They got to do got, something. They got to find a quarterback. That's true. Yeah, it really is. That's the key. Everything gets—if you find it, they will come. You know? <laughs> like, like it's—it it is that simple. But it—it's like uh, you got to find the right coach for the quarterback. The, like it's like Jesus Christ, man! We couldn't have done this already. Yeah, I know. And like, think about it: if we keep Wilkes in Fitterer, and they both suck, which is another <laughs> setback. I know. What? Well, look, and and that's my thing. And this is so unfair to Wilkes because yeah. Wilkes might be the guy, but it just feels yeah. it just feels like you know would I be excited about a Wilkes hire if he was a if he wasn't coaching the Panthers right now and they interviewed him and loved him and hired him, I think I'd be more excited than him coming as a secondary coach, as an interim coach to the coach. I know that sounds really weird, but like I just feel like at least the process would be different. And this kind of yep. like skews it all with him being the interim coach. I, look, I want an offensive guru. Sean McVay's don't grow on trees. You look at Staley in, in, in Los Angeles, he, he's fizzled out. Already, yeah. they're talking about him being fired if they don't make the playoffs. But it would just be nice to have an offensive genius come in here. I mean, maybe Wilkes is the guy to be the head coach. You know, hire Pep Hamilton or something like yeah. that to come in and be yeah. an offensive genius. I don't know, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't make these decisions. There's, there's a yeah, lot of there's, there's a lot of scenarios that really make it. Like you said, we literally saw it with the Raiders and they made the playoffs and they got rid of them. I don't know. I mean, obviously, we don't have the you know Al Davis Jr. over there running the Panthers, though. Tepper's got his own shenanigans. But like you said, you feel like you even if Wilkes does, besides winning a Super Bowl or getting to the NFC Championship game, like you at least got to give some other hire or some other candidates an opportunity to interview, right? Just out of just showing I've I've, I've overturned every single rock. I fucked up on rule. How are we going to try something different? So. 
And how does and like you said, this next thing is big. If you quarterback, coach, offensive coordinator, like you said, it either sets us back another three to five or it propels us for the next ten. So Yeah. Yeah. You know, it sounds like Peyton's out. Sounds like Sean Payton don't want to come here. Yeah. Um Yeah, that's which which is fine because I would rather not have to give the Saints a first round pick for Well that yeah, that was the the caveat there. Right. You know what I mean? So especially with we should have a decent pick, so right. I mean, you know, could you lure Jim Harbaugh out of Michigan? I I don't know, but that's you know, and I don't consider him a cop. I don't know. I mean, he had a lot of success in the NFL. I mean, he he was extremely. He got the San Fran to a Super Bowl. I mean, and he's doing well in Michigan. I I don't know. How would you? Here you go. How would how would you feel about Mike Tomlin? I would, I would love Mike Tomlin. I, love him. I would love him. Okay. I would love him. Okay. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to let him out of Pittsburgh. I know. How could you? I know. Well, it just seems like the, the fires are burning everywhere, and he survived yeah. all of them so far. And he got through the Roethlisberger, the Antonio Browns, the Le'Veon Bells. He got him a Super Bowl. And now, like, I, I mean, I can't see him doing it either, but it just seems like one of those where he's outlasted so many people. Would they make the, the move? I don't know, but. The thing about Tomlin's fire, it's just so funny. He never had a losing season. I know. Never. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah. he, he might this year, but Kenny Pickett's his quarterback. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's got a rookie quarterback. Like right. You're passing the baton. So, of course, you might have a losing record. But I don't understand the fire there because the dude can coach, obviously. You don't you don't win nine-plus games 14 years in a row yep. and not be a good coach. Well, I just it, You get in that point, the Steelers, the Packers almost spoiled, right? Because they've – you know, the Packers went from Favre to Rodgers. The Steelers went from all their success and, and a couple quarterbacks in the middle, but then Roethlisberger took them to, what, two Super Bowls. I mean, so those fan bases expect 11-5 and five AFC Championship games every single year because they've never had to endure these shit seasons like we have. So it's just like you said, if you can get a coach that can go 9-9-10-11-12, you know, and at least get you a Super Bowl – Man, we'd be we'd be overjoyed for that. So, and I know I know this will rub some people the wrong way, but even the Panthers have never really been in quarterback purgatory. I mean, we went essentially Delome one year without Delome to to Cam, and then yeah, I mean, truly, like it as far as long yeah. as I can remember, it always until like, until rule. Now, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. We're finally in quarterback purgatory. Because well, even but, Kerry Collins to Burline wasn't the worst transition no, right. there either. Well, well I'll Rodney say – Rodney Pete wasn't that. Well, Rodney Pete was there for a little bit. I'll say that Vasani, Testaverde kind of – Well, that was the Clawson year. That was the 2011 year, right? I, or I the year we Cam. Was it after – was that test? But the Vasani one was – that after Kerry Collins slash Burline, oh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. there was a but it wasn't like it is now where we've turned them out. Yeah, they it was kept, just the year. They were and then right. the Winky came in and all that kind of right. stuff, you know. But which was my point that this is the lowest point in Panther history, just not counting murders off the field. Okay, okay, I'm glad you make that point. I'm glad you make that point. On field. In terms of on the field product, this is by far yeah, the worst. Yeah, the Ray Carew shit was another. <laughs> you know, that, that, that. But it's hilarious watching Patriot fans freak out yeah. about a little bit of quarterback purgatory uh, right now. I hate them because <laughs> because it's like you guys are freaking out over a couple years of maybe you have the guy, maybe you don't. You have no idea what it's like. I can't imagine being a Jets or Browns fan. 
Oh, not how, how Lions. Many years have been, Lions. Or the Lions. Like, they just can't get it right. Yeah. And Lions haven't won a playoff game in, since 1991. I know. I, I'm driving myself and all this, Well, see, they all, they have all the damn talent. They just can't never find a coach. I mean, you there's and no where do, how, And Duvall, where does that come from? Where does not finding the coach come from? An owner. Yes. So, it all, so, again, as we talk back to it, it's going to come down to does Tepper keep fucking up or not? And the Lions have owned – the Fords have owned the team since, like, 1963 or whatever it is, and they hadn't won shit. So, yes, that's the scary part is are we going to be sitting here at 50, 60 years old with our kids our age talking about we ain't won a playoff game? Are you going to be like the Eagles who hadn't won a Super Bowl and they were, they were taking their grandparents and great-grandparents' ashes out on the field because they hadn't seen anything? That's the scary part to look at it. We've at least seen two Super Bowls. I mean, the the Lions, like we said, hadn't even touched it. So it's like it, it is how, crazy how it, hard it is. Yes, it's crazy. It is. I just hate the Lions yeah. still play on Thanksgiving every fucking year. They don't even want shit. Like that shit pisses me off. But my bad. That's another story for another day too. <laughs> so yeah, this like you said, back to it. This hire. Do you stick with the Wilkes? Do you go out against somebody else? And then the the quarterback, I think, is the next big magnifying glass of what are we gonna find mm-hmm. microscope. It really will give you your three to five years because, like you he's said, he's going to have some on him. Hey, here's the thing about Wilkes too is again maybe the head coach head coaching thing, but he wasn't an amazing defensive coordinator when Arizona. I mean that year McDermott gave it to him and he inherited McDermott's defense and we regressed a little bit. And I was mm-hmm. going to say this earlier. You know what Sunday's game felt like? It felt like a Ron Rivera era game. Where the, yeah, it did. where the defense is the strong point of the team, and in the fourth quarter they couldn't stop a nosebleed when they needed to, <laughs> and, and which is crazy to say because the last three years it's been the offense that's screwing us, and it truly felt like the defense was the one that let, it felt like a Ron Rivera game where the defense is the strong point of the team, and they're the ones that let you down in a big moment, and, and I don't, and again Wilkes is that Ron Rivera tree, which how strong mm-hmm. is that Ron Rivera tree other than McDermott obviously, so well it always goes back to. How great are your coaches without great players? Because you can go back to years, even when the Ravens mm-hmm. had Ray Lewis, how many defensive coordinators got head coaching jobs because Ray Lewis was there? How, many, there. how many defensive yeah. coordinators we had because Luke Keekley was here? Offensive coordinators getting gigs because of Cam Newton. So you yeah. really start mm-hmm. seeing, can they actually scheme up and coach when they go yeah. to a, a place that doesn't have an elite player at a, at a position? Come to find, you know, that's what we're, we're figuring out right now. So. And to that which, point, which has been, he's, he's, got, he's got a quarterback and he's got a solid receiver and he's got a solid defense. So like, right. has he? Now don't get me wrong, I'm, Buffalo's good, but I mean, he's got like a you good take away, Exactly, you take away some of those guys, like then you say, okay, so is it McDermott or is it the team? I'll say this: McDermott and Bean have done a hell of a job of realizing what Carolina fucked up with Cam Newton, and they're yes. making yes. sure. Go out, trade, get, get Stephon Diggs. Go out, draft offensive linemen. Let's get all these different running backs. Let's go out and hit on these different positions on defense while also not more. Go get Vaughn Miller when you're yes. in your like they, you know, like they, they have taken what they've learned. They and took everything from us. Yeah, <laughs> we were supposed to be them. Yeah. We were we smart, though. We were smart because, like, I mean, that's a smart thing to do. Where you see somebody lack. You take a little bit of what they've got, and then you implement your own little spin on it, which is what 
McDermott has done. And they and, still found so much success. And letting it, Bean letting Bean walk might be why we're in this position. Yes, today, yes. to be yes. honest. We had the guy yeah, sitting thousand. right there. We had the guy yeah. sitting right we're there. We're a year off. Yeah. We're a year off yes. every time yep. for anything. Quarterback, coach, GM, you name it. We're just a year off. Yep. Because we hold the wrong guy. Yep. And I'll tell you, to counter with the uh, – I did read something that Wilkes did actually want uh, well, who was Josh Allen instead of Josh Rosen, and he got overruled by the GM who's still there because he gets multiple DUIs. I don't know why he's still the, Cardinal, the GM of the Cardinals. So to that, he was trying to build – he saw Josh Allen and was like, yo, that's Cam Newton but a white boy. We should get him. And they were like, nah, we need the guy from UCLA. So – I'll give him a little credit. At least those guys have learned, hey, if you get you a big hoss at quarterback, you can make things happen. Same scenario, Jacob. The offensive coordinator and the Colts just got fired, but the guys that signed Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan in back-to-back years in the front office are still sitting there in their cozy offices. It's unreal. It's unreal. It's absolutely unreal how these GMs have a strength. And Marty Herney had a stranglehold on Jerry Richardson for so long. Like you said, he held on to Marty Herney instead of just giving Bean the job and letting him go. And it is wild. And it's like, how many fuck-ups can you have as a GM and you keep sticking around and the coaches just keep getting axed? So it is just the NFL is a wild place. And I'm tired of being unhappy about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I was so happy. Like, we I was like, oh, my God, I just tricked myself in my mind. We're a good team. We're, <laughs> we, we have a chance to be in first. Like, this is awesome. You were this so happy. And, and mm. the crazy thing is, is you were so happy about a 2-5 and five team. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so dumb. It's like, you're you know an idiot. That is, I, I'd be making fun of myself yeah. in any other scenario. Like, if it was any other team, I'd be like, oh, they suck. I, I'd want them. Like, why yeah. do they want to win? They want. They need a quarterback. But I'm sitting here like, let's go, baby. <laughs> First place on the line, Marcus Mariota showdown. Yeah, yeah. we got outdueled by Marcus Mariota. You know what I mean? It's just funny. Yeah, I mean, it was and guess what? We'll be sitting here in January, and Tom Brady will finish like nine and eight, and they'll be in the playoffs and losing the divisional <laughs> round, and none of this will matter. Like it's just gonna. Nah, man. No, nah, no. The devil has come to collect his due on Tom Brady, and it's slowly. It's slowly Watch chicken. him end up here next year. We oh, go don't, don't put the blue out. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I do think this is going to be the down year of Brady, but what I do think is he's going to come back with Ben Davis next year. I think he's Ooh. got so much going on this year. I think this is going to be the rough year. Or he's going to be gone. From yeah, Tampa. he's going he to San retire. Francisco. They're setting up for San Francisco for Brady to McCaffrey. How did he win that Super Bowl with James uh, White, man? And then he well, I that's mean, what he—that's what he wanted this yep. year, right? Or Miami? No, he wanted to go to Miami or to San Fran. Right? San yep. Fran was when he was a free a- or free agent. He chose the Bucks initially when he was like, or it might have been even the Raiders when he was like, "You're going to keep this fucking guy." And it was like Garoppolo and it was Carr they were talking about. And then yeah, this past one was the big trade. Like, was it he Sean Payton was going to go to Miami and he was yeah. going to go to Miami and multiple picks. And that's how they got popped. And that's why now Miami doesn't have a first-round pick. So and he doesn't have a wife. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he won't have any problems finding it. That's, that's, that's true. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, it'll be all right. He's until he's 50. He's going to play until he's 50. How old is he now, 46? 
I think so. 45, hey, 46. As a Panther fan, I'm all for it. Seriously, I think he's done. Let him stay there. Let yeah. Him, oh, let man. Him, or let Rock. him stick to the NFC. He's over. Last time, last time you said something like this, he went and won a damn Yeah, Super that's Bowl. true. I'm never – and I said I'd never say something like that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not saying – I'm telling you, man, it, it just doesn't look right. Like back then when I said they weren't going to make the playoffs, that's just because I thought they were the same old Tampa Bay. Yeah. Everybody gives it. But now Brady does not look the same. Like Brady just looks oh. off. I'm telling yeah. you. But he looks, he looks weird. Like in the face, <laughs> <laughs> looks weird. I'll be yeah. honest. I'm not. I'm not shaming surgeries or Botox or whatever or, or veganism. But hey, he looks weird. Yeah, yeah. But like maybe divorce oh, will right. do that to you. It I will. Don't, I, I think it will, I man. I don't plan on uh, yeah. deal with that personally. So uh, I'm not gonna. I'm, yeah, let's just move Man, on. we we started this whole pod on Caleb's new marriage and how we got the Tom Brady's divorce is beside me. Boy, that's, just a, that's a parallel. Full circle, there. like the Panthers. <laughs> Full circle. Full circle, yeah. Uh, so everybody cheering for a W on Sunday or what? Listen, as Duvall brought to the beginning, I can't I, I, yeah. I can't cheer for losses. Like I just it's hard for me to sit down and watch a game for after 30 something years with this team and be like Yep, let's go out there and get our asses kicked in because we've we've had our asses kicked in one in fifteen, two and fourteen, Super Bowls, like so it's hard it, you know, it just yeah, I, I won't be cheering for a lot. competitive. Now if it happens we lose on a kick again, God, this fucking season and referees fucking us over and field goal kickers, but you know, it, I, as long at, as they show look, some fight. Looking at the schedule and looking at what they've done, I think they end up with five or six wins at this point. Is what yeah. Like, the schedule gets pretty easy. Yeah. yeah, it does. Like it feels like there's only like two games we definitely lose from here on out. Yeah. yeah. Bengals and Baltimore, right? Yeah. I mean, no, I didn't. Yeah, I, didn't even right off the, I didn't even write off the Bengals. I actually think we would beat. Yeah, them. I know, right? Yeah. No, okay. no Jamar Chase. We've done pretty well against the run. Burrows looked average. I mean, we almost look like an identical team without. Like a quarterback, we're gonna tie. Like, but it's possible. Yeah. Last time we played them, fuckers, we tied. Yeah. So and we went to the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. 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 that was the only, the only loss. Is really a flat circle. It is. It is. Loss I legit feel is Baltimore. And it, yeah. is and that's everything. Everything else is absolutely winnable. Yeah, now, but course, they have no weapons. Also, like who knows? You know. Like, yeah. Bateman just went out. Andrews is baked up, right? Hey, yeah. let's get froggy. Hey. See, look, there it is. There it is. Talking yourself back into it, baby. <laughs> Every team in the NFC South has a very losable game this weekend. So, if we end up beating the Bengals and everybody else loses, and Thursday night at Bank of America oh. against Atlanta. Oh, it's blackout. All blackout, too? Yeah. Oh, man. Crank it up. Crank we'll it up. Also, it. Black Panther 2 comes out that night, so they, they oh. should play off that you know what i mean oh, like man we'll, we'll be cheering for a three and 16 to try to take a division lead that, <laughs> that i'd say like we haven't been there yeah. been that, before, so it's okay. that'll be a fun-ass game if that scenario is true yes yes it will yes it will because again there's not like beating atlanta it's just 
I hate the Falcons. Yeah. I mean, I hate, just, I hate them both. So the Saints, the Saints and the Falcons, yeah. I hate them both so much. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even care about Tampa that much, but the Saints and the Falcons. No. Now, in the early two thousands, mid two thousands, it was all about Tampa, yeah. and now it just, I just hate. It was good though. I think yeah. Adam said it on Twitter. It was good to see us finally beat Brady in Tampa. I think we were zero and four or whatever, and they they kicked yeah. our shit in every time Matt Rule trotted his team mm-hmm. out there. I mean, you know, even back to that last game where we had a chance and we were on the, what, fourth and one and we had Cam healthy, just run the best man up the middle. Nope, got to have Darnold do it and he gets stopped or whatever. So it just, all together, it was good to finally beat him. And, yeah, there we were talking ourselves into a two and five team division. So, you know, we'll do it again after we beat the Bengals and we go Thursday night football blackout. So God, and then that's destined for a – a disaster day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was by 30. 38-3. Yeah. I'll tell you what, if Piero miss a kick in that game, he won't make it out. That's very hey, true. I do I, think – I know we're trying to – Go ahead, Caleb. I was going to say one thing that I'm going to say, just I'm a little worried about Horn. I feel like the guy stays injured. I'm a yeah. li- and he's so good, but I'm a little worried about him. But I know we're trying to wrap this up, so I'll stop doing that. I feel you. I, I feel you. I feel you on that. But I still think it's still so early. Jalen Ramsey went mm-hmm. through a little bit of that down in Jacksonville mm-hmm. too. Yeah. But damn, if they don't throw his way, like he legit locks up a guy. He does, and yeah. that's what like you, like you, you don't hear from him in the passing game because no yeah. one's throwing his way He's at so all. Good. And yeah. you know, getting him in a couple weeks ago and having him on the blitz and he was tipping passes. I think against the Saints or whatever. And then, yeah, he had that rib injury, so it is kind of worrisome. But I still got a little bit of hope coming out. I mean, Derrick Brown, we were calling a bust yeah, after week three. And that motherfucker he came. He the cap for me. I mean, he, he is – I tell Duval every Sunday, he's coming out like someone's talking shit about his mama, his baby mama, his kid, his mm-hmm. wife, everything, because he is a madman on a mission now. And I was thinking he was almost Vernon Butler 2.0. And I got to yeah. apologize to him for that because he is me he's too. Been playing out of his well, mind. Cool. I hated the pick. I wanted yeah. Isaiah Simmons, who is also, having a, good, who's yes. also yeah. having a good third year, too. Yes. But Derrick Brown looks like the pick. I mean, Derrick Brown, J.C. Horn, and Icky, back to back to back. I mean, yeah, and you throw in, and throw in Chin once he gets healthy. Here we go. Yeah. Three yeah. And, that three-and-five team which again. Here we keep going again, talking it up. No, no. So right. Stop it. Which, 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 to your point, Jacob, which is like I, I think injuries are a part of the game. Like I, I think there's – Situations where, like I said, I, I I don't want you to kind of get that feel just because Dante Jackson's hurt. Doesn't don't think that J.C. Horn is going to be that same way. And I mean, he could be banged up his first two years, and then he might not miss a game the rest of his career. Yeah, I know. So, I, so I, I I try I try to be positive about it. And I mean, you know, I'm always optimistic. But I, I love his game. I love his range. I love his ability to be able to kind of shut down that side. And I think at that age, he could be better than any other corner that we've ever had. And I yeah. love Chris Gamble. And to me, Chris Gamble is the best corner we've ever had. Just because he was solid, he was Agreed. consistent. He was not necessarily top two, top three, but he was always in that maybe top five to seven range. He didn't say too much, and you knew what you were going to get out of him. So yep. for Horn, if he can stay in that range, even if he's banged up some weeks and he's seven, five, ten, somewhere around that each year, I'm okay hey, with that. Hey, dude, and I totally agree with you. I mean, the dude could I, – I think he's one of the yeah. best in the league. All the, I mean, Pat Sertain gets all the national love, and everything Warren-wise is better stat-wise than Sertain. So, I, 
I love him. I, I just that's why I'm so worried. I just hope this injury isn't a constant thing the next few years. And you figure maybe they're yeah. be I mean we're not, yeah, yeah, we're not yeah. good. We were good last year, so it's like yeah. now last year more serious injury, but hopefully they're just being And cautious, it was almost but. a hey, let's see if what CJ Henderson's got, let's see what Jackson still got kind of thing too. They're they're so deep at it, like you said, it wasn't necessarily a must play kind of scenario. So right. Yeah, I'll you know. Which Henderson played well the other day, surprised. Yeah. Weirdly enough. He's you know, maybe well, he's getting his he, group. He was in coverage on that Damien Porter, was. wasn't he? But he didn't he, he, did, he then bounced back on the interception, so it was yeah. Yeah. and it was zone coverage. So I guess he was maybe playing a space and I get yeah. he could have recovered and tried to make a tackle. But you know, I, I I was I was happy about that, you know, but I mean like I said, it's just it's it's only a wait and see. But I was actually shocked about Henderson for sure. Yeah. So where are we at? One final one before we get out of here. We'll just use this as the notebook question unless someone found one they really wanted. How many more misses does Pinheiro get in him before he gets the Adam Lurz axe treatment? Well, if it was Adam Lurz, shit, he'd be Ned Stark, <laughs> baby. He'd be done. He'd be done. But, uh, I mean, I think it's – well, it depends. You can miss one at the beginning of the game, and then he could make the next three and everything be fine. Yeah. So – he he misses any type of kick that remotely cost us. He, he you got to cut him. How can you keep him? I I am that, surprised they didn't bring in a guy just like on the practice squad just for a little like hey. But I guess they're doing the re- reverse psychology. Like no, we believe in you. We believe no, in love, you. Yeah. We've seen that happen with Sly and he fucked us over. So like you said, I think Adam. We were texting Sunday. A kicker's got to stop wearing number four. Just put give that to a receiver, give that to a corner, a safety, a running back. Because ever, ever since John Casey that kicked that motherfucker out of bounds in the Super Bowl, it just the number four has not been the same on anybody. So at least for a kicker wise. So I, I'll I'm with you on that, Adam. I think if he if he misses another third, fourth quarter tying slash going up one or two game winner, I think he'd probably get the axe if there was one more miss in front of that in, in a game. I think it's all situational, too. I think it has to be probably another mm-hmm. missed game winner, unless he just develops develops the yips from yeah. this, yeah. which is totally possible. Yep. But I also think if we're 2-5 and five and not and the division leads at 5-2 and two and we lose that game, I don't think it's a conversation this week. Okay. I think it's because it was such a big game and it mattered so much that he missed it that we're having this conversation because he's been solid. But I think if he does miss another game winner or two, he's gone. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I'll add, I'll add to that. I, I think he'll be okay for a while because I feel like pressure burst pipes, as I always say, but it also also builds diamonds. So I think that this could be a learning moment to where I'm not saying that he's going to be the the kicker of the future, but I do think this is going to wake him up and he's going to be in a position to where like, okay, if I'm in this position again, which he hasn't been to this point, and he, he has been guys. though in Chicago. Well, I mean, I've seen yeah. him do. It. How long did we yeah. sign Zane Gonzalez for? He was three years. Weeks. So he's, he's still got two more years, yeah. right? Yeah. Because we extended him. So Eddie's gone no matter what at the end of this year, right? Unless, the, yeah, unless, yeah. If he if he rocks it out and doesn't miss a kick the rest of the year, I'm pretty sure he tests the waters and gets a deal. If he yeah. if he stays rocky, maybe you bring him back for a competition because why not? Like Zane, obviously this motherfucker can't stay Wait, healthy he, for some he, weird reason. Well, How do you flip on the sidelines? Well, here's the other thing: is we deserve all this after how we ha- handled Harrison Bucker. Yeah, yeah, uh, we yeah. Deserve- this hurts. 
Yeah. So, well, it's a curse, dude. And, 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 and the way yeah. Matt Rule came in and just didn't even, didn't even let Gano come and compete and was like, no, nah, don't show up. We're going to cut you. Yeah. When it was like, oh, he, he just got hurt. Why not bring a veteran kicker back and see what he's got? So, yeah, I mean. Right. Well, it's like goes back to the, to the year I away. Think. Like, we could have let Gano go the year before when we signed Bucker when he was yes, obviously the that's kicker. The issue. Yes. Because hey, I wanted to go gone. I, I won't say – I would say I wanted him gone at, at yeah. the end of his tenure. But, yeah. I mean, he's one of the best now, again. That's yeah. how fucking kickers go, I guess. Yeah. And here's Bucker when you draft him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that I mean, was – Bucker's the – Second best kicker in the league. Well, that was the so weird we thing. Like you said, Caleb. Draft. They they yeah they signed him to an extension, but then drafted Buckner, and it was like, wait, what? Okay, now you're like, if you were gonna do it, you should have just maybe went out and got another guy, then drafted Buckner. But yeah, it's all or, or extend JJ Jansen and draft a long snapper. Oh, like man. why not? You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, you and we 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 Adam touched a little bit based on how much rule can. Controlled and, and stuff leaked out about how he he almost ran it like a college where he had to control the social media, but man, that video afterwards when he was talking to the long snapper that leaked like that they that they put out just gets Fletcher, more, bro. more Fletcher, bro You're more coming. cringe that that you think about all the stuff like we literally hyped up a six round pick long snapper on our social medias. When you had one of the best long snappers in the league on your roster. <laughs> Still do. Still, yeah. <laughs> I know he's yeah, he's the last guy from the John Fox era. He's yeah. literally played for all of the past three coaches. So yeah, I mean that, And imagine imagine too if you're Jansen, like you've been out here just grinding for all these years and been really good at your job, and then they go on social media and just brag about taking a long snapper and you're like, for real? And then the motherfucker gets hurt, gets a redshirt year, and still comes back weak as shit and gets his, gets get his shits kicked in on the first preseason game. <laughs> like, and then he gets fucking cut. Like, y'all that, motherfuckers that. weren't the, – the street coach wasn't doing shit. His offseason program, y'all fucking talent evaluation. What the fuck are y'all doing? That's so <laughs> – that is all so Matt Rule. Yeah. <laughs> like it is so immediate. Yeah. <laughs> a fucking God. long snapper, man. I mean, and then I think what the Chiefs three picks later drafted a guy who was like an all pro guard his rookie Trey year. Trey Smith. Yeah, the Trey Smith. That was it. Yeah. Shut up, man. You just making it worse. Yeah. <laughs> we need to move on. We guys. Need- <laughs> uh, all right. Well, yeah, we've hit a we've hit the old hour twenty five. So good chatter there. Anybody got any final questions before we headed out? No, no, I won't say anything about the Hornets. We'll, we'll oh. save that for. Oh man! Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah I, that was. I have, I have stuff to say about that when we do that. That so was that, that was a rough game. Yeah, that, that was yeah. Oof, oof. All right, before we head out, I'll do the Pick'em top ten. Jacob Brea first. Who was that? Uh, all favorite second. Duvall third. Chris Mike in fourth. Tyler McKaylee fifth. Caleb Smith sixth. Caleb Davis seventh. Chris Chiano eighth. Cheeks ninth, and I'm tenth. Lurs, I forgot to look where you were, so my bad. I didn't. I uh, fell. I did not go up from twenty. <laughs> I think I'm twenty six now, so I'm just. I'm doing good in fantasy, so fuck it. Fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> He's two and five, but not battling for the division lead. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But he'll still be making his picks on Thursday, just hoping and praying to make that climb back, baby. Yep, I, hey, I still got a damn chance. That's I'm right. This thing, baby. That's right. <laughs> uh, all right, fellas, I appreciate you stopping through. Let's see. Uh, 
Duvall, since you've been on a 10-week hiatus, man, how do we end the podcast? As always, peace. We got thudders and hundred rounds, too. My bitch is bad and bullshit. Bad. Cooking up dope with a oozy. My niggas are savage.